It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Coming to us from the wilds of California, we got Rebecca, and from the heartland, Illinois, we got Rachel. How are you both doing? Doing well. How's it going? Great. It's a beautiful day here. Um, We were talking a little bit about uh, 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 fowl poultry before we get started. Uh, I've got... Got we there's a street with the next street over from where we are. We we called it we, we call it it's uh it's got its own name. You know they put signs up and everything, but we call it Chicken Road because uh, there's there's maybe uh, six or eight houses along the street, and somebody somebody owns they've got chickens, and then they've got a a, a full size one of those full size not a compact but a full size turkey, and they're just free range. And so in like every yeah like every yard throughout the day every yard along that street just on the one side of the street they the they just kind of they kind of hang out they apparently go home someplace at night but it's just they're they're out on the sidewalk they're they're clucking they're they're chickening around every once in a while this full-size turkey just kind of walks up it's uh it's delightful yeah is the turkey a tom or is it a a female Oh, well, I haven't gotten close enough to look under the, uh, well, to no, look you at can its tell. undercarriage. So oh, does okay. it have I like can. bright feathers on the back or like a Tom is the one that has the feathers of display. The females don't really. Okay. Well, um, as far, I mean, it's a really sexy, sexy Turkey, I think. So, it's probably yeah. a male. It only, it's just one Turkey that I've seen. I mean, maybe. Maybe she's at home with the chicks. I don't. That's just I don't know, unusual. Like... We have wild turkeys here in California, and there's always like one male, like strutting around with uh-huh. all the females oh. following behind him, and it's usually like yeah. four or five or six, six females. Every now and then you'll see like a group of them with two males, but uh-huh. then there'll be like double the amount of females. It'll be like this big trove of of turkeys crossing the hill. Yeah, this this guy, he's got some chickens hanging around with him, I guess. He's so. like, I can't find I can't find any other turkeys. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I will never own turkeys. I will just there's a lot of things I'll own. A turkey. Mm-mm. What's your number one reason? What yeah, what's wait. my reason? Yeah. Um, well, I personally have been chased up a tree by a tom turkey as a <laughs> child. So we'll go with childhood trauma. And um, I have a very good friend. She homesteads and at eight months pregnant, her Tom Turkey, his name was Rainbow King. uh, She was posting videos. He was literally chasing 
this poor pregnant woman around the yard just because she was in the yard. Like, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I, I battle enough with roosters. I don't need, I don't need a Tom Turkey. You it said you own like almost anything. Is- would you, would you, would you own a Bobcat? So I've held a Bobcat. Um, my husband has a friend. He, his dad is an exotic wildlife handler. And actually it was one of our first dates. Uh, he was like, come check this out. And he's driving. I have no control. And we pull up to this house. He's like, I got to run inside here real quick. Okay, no big deal. And he comes out and tosses, literally tosses this, what I thought was a kitten in my lap. But this kitten could not retract its claws. And I ended up picking it up. And like, he, there were two or three of them. And they were little bobcat kittens. So would I own one? I don't know. But have I handled one? Yes. That that is a that is a risky that is a risky first date move. Um, you're, you're, I mean, you're if it me. if it lands, it's going to be a big payoff. But if it, it could go horribly horribly wrong too, that's a it's a brave man to try that one out. I, I mean, we've been it. together twelve years. It obviously works. <laughs> Apparently, it worked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, the thing lands in your face, and it's just all claw marks that could have been so horribly wrong. Um, that's, yeah, that's great. Um, what are we, what are we talking about this episode? Uh, affirmations? affirmations. Okay. So I'm an old guy. I, what, <laughs> what's an affirmation? Okay, I feel I like actually, I, it, I feel like it's a word that I've heard, but I don't really know what that is. I think and that's, you would know it's, um, positive sayings, like empowering things, words, like phrases that empower you and give you the sense of positivity yeah, so, so I looked it up, actually. I looked it up. The Merriam-Webster has, like, obviously, like, a t- 20 definitions and all these different types of words and how to, how to use it. But basically, uh, the verb form, so, like, to affirm is to validate or confirm. And the noun part, so the affirmation, is a positive assertion. So it's just like Rachel said, right? Like, being able to, like, say something that like, I feel like it's like, it, it empowers you to like embody that saying, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so Rachel like mentioned that Snoop Dogg came out with a children's album and there's an affirmation song on it and she wanted to, to chat about it. And so I, it brought me back to a few years ago, I wanted to do affirmations with my kids just because it's something that I do at home with my own self and that I benefit from, but I didn't want it to be just something that like I'm doing. So let me bring it to school. So I like took a step back and was like, let me, you know, think about it. And then I had actually had a coworker who started doing it with her three-year-olds and she would do it every day. And she would do it at circle time and do these affirmations. I don't remember exactly what they were, but I want to say it was like five to six phrases and she would have everybody do it all at once. And it was like, I am brave. I am strong. I am friendly and, and things like that. And she just did the same thing every day. And I, I chose not to do it with my kids because of my initial hesitance kind of makes me not want to do things and not want to jump in. And then oh, I wait, wait, talk- time out, time out. Yeah. I, I love that. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I love that. Just that whole idea of, yeah. Um, yeah, I, that, yeah, that's a, I think that's a great way to be in the world. I applaud that. <laughs> if you question it, it's like, mm, there's a, there's something in you that's like, 
it's your gut, right? And so, yeah, so I, I, and then I was watching and listening to this, this coworker of mine and she was awesome. And she was just trying to bring positive energy and community building to her classroom, which I thought was great. And she had some kids who did have some self-esteem issues and would say things about themselves, you know, like I'm stupid and, and things like that. So I think she was just trying to bring more of a positive energy to her classroom, but I felt like it was inauthentic in the way that she was doing it because I feel like if everybody's saying the same thing about themselves all at once every day, how is that really honoring like the diversity of the group? And so I, I just, I just chose not to do it. And I didn't think too much about it. Like ever since then, I was like, I, I'm just not going to do it. It's too much for me to think about. And then Rachel brought up the, the song. And so I listened to the song and I, I really liked the song. It has a great beat, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Snoop Dogg. For all the listeners, it's actually not by Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's children's band is called Doggy Land. Yes. <laughs> Just for everyone You should see to parents though when they're walk because I play it early in the morning. Like, let me be honest about affirmations for me really quick. If you don't mind, I yeah. use them when I'm flustered. So when I am like, what do I really want um, my kids to be kind of portraying in this moment? Like, what are we like, uh, what are we trying to like a value take away today? So if I have a bunch, I think we talked about this last time. I have a lot of boys in my class and we have hitting hands. We have wrestling bodies. We're busy. We're just, you know, and so like when I have reached my fluster point, I'm like, all of us get on the wall and superhero pose because it's proven through yoga. That's an empowering pose, um, mm -hmm. even for adults. Like it just yeah. gives you this sense of empowerment. So we superhero pose and I'm like, today we're using nice hands because we are kind. And they're like, yeah, we're kind. You guys, it only lasts for like five minutes, but I'm just hoping to like instill that, I guess, vibe right. of like, it's so cool and it's so empowering if we're kind and use nice hands like right in that moment you know what I mean because I mm -hmm. find it very interesting your thought about taking away from the diversity of the group like I, yeah. I guess I've never really reflected on it that way well and it's it's interesting because I, I listened to that song and I felt like a lot of the things I was hearing I can't remember the exact let me look up the lyrics while I'm saying talking about this but I was listening to it and I was listening to the specific words of the song and I was like you know this it doesn't seem as maybe inauthentic as as I felt the, the last time that I really looked at affirmations or really thought about it right and mm -hmm. so I was like well what is it about it that that kind of turned me off and I think it was more of maybe like making all of the kids do it right like you mm -hmm. need to say this thing um, and then exactly what is it that we're saying? Because like, maybe not everybody is brave, right? At, at that time. And so mm -hmm. how can we like empower children to want to be brave and to, to grow in their ability to take initiative or try something new or do something scary without like, how do we do that without making it seem fake? Right? Like, I, I'm not feeling brave. So is saying I am brave going to make me feel brave? 
And so then, I, then it got me into thinking like all of this, okay, here I am thinking about it. You're thinking about it. This song is pr pretty awesome. And I started looking up the research too. So let me look up, there's some lyrics here that I liked in the song. So it says, my feelings matter. I think yeah. that's a great affirmation. I think everybody can say that, right? So I think I was like, okay, that's something that everybody can say, like my feelings matter. Uh, I choose to feel happy. I think if a child is choosing to say that and they're saying, I choose to feel happy, that's something that can be really empowering. You know, I learn from my mistakes. That's something that, that's just part of being a human. We learn from our mistakes. So I liked like specific parts of that song. And I think that's why it made me think about like, okay, maybe there's really a lot of benefit to affirmations, but we have to be like careful about how we do it and kind of what we're saying, right? And not just throw any positive thing out there. So I also think when it, uh, tell me how you would feel if it's free choice instead of making every child doing it, like, okay, you guys can sit and listen to the song. And if you find, I, I mean, simplify it, honestly, like apparently, but I'm just throwing this off the hip. Like if mm -hmm. you find that this applies to you, feel free to voice it with us. Right. You like know? if you want to sing with us, yeah, feel free yeah, to. Instead or of, like even that just listening to it is, is, is something that they can, that's still them participating, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm listening to this song and that they can reflect on those words, right? Like my feelings matter. Even hearing that is a really positive thing to hear. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it, it's different when it's like everybody's at circle time and we're gonna do positive affirmations. And this is every, I am brave, I am smart, I am this, I am that. And it's, like I said, I feel like it takes a little bit away from that that individuality of like, you know, it's okay for one person to be a little more brave than the other person or one person. Yeah. You know, she is usually more kind and, and, and shares a little bit more often than this other person. And that's okay. Right. And so it's like trying to like live in both of those worlds where we have values that we want to reiterate and, and speak into existence, mm -hmm. but not make it like this, like, culty thing <laughs> for right. lack of a better word right like it, it can kind of feel like that and so yeah I looked up um there was some information on I think it was like psychology today about affirmations and there was a lot of really good information about how it does work there's a lot of science behind that they do work and then I wanted to read a little bit from like how to do it so I was saying that the benefits of self-affirmations um, decreases health deteriorating stress, improves self-esteem. Um, positive affirmations help us to perceive otherwise threatening messages with less resistance. So like you said, when you're feeling flustered or maybe frustrated, you can kind of lean on to those affirmations that you use regularly to kind of lower that stress, right? Right. So it's like all of this, like we want our children to have better mental health than you know generations past that's our goal is like to continue to to nourish that social emotional health and so there is it says our affirmation self-affirmations best said every day and it says there's no hard or fast rules about timing or frequency when it comes to practicing self-affirmations and then it says are they just positive mantras and it says, if you start digging into the academic literature, you'll find terms that affirmation and mantra are used interchangeably, but mantras are more like sacred words and affirmations are more just whatever you want them to be. 
And so it's talking about really using your affirmations for your specific, your, your specific situation, your specific group of kids, your specific family, right? And so it's like, if you're going to do affirmations with yourself, you choose what you feel and what you want to embody. So maybe with your class, right? Or your family, you have your family meetings, your class meetings, your staff meetings, all of those things. It's like, you can choose what do we want to value and what do we want to have as our, our affirmations and then kind of tailor it towards that group. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and so, but that's why I like Snoop Dogg's song because there, there is, like, I listen to the lyrics and there's nothing really in it where it's, I feel like it's kind of pigeonhole-y. It's, it really is things like, I'm surrounded by love. Like, that's something that, you know, we want our children to hear every day, no right. matter who they are, no right. matter what personality type they are. They, they, you know, that's something that that's not a bad thing to hear every day. And so, yeah, I think it's, we just have to be careful about, about the way that we do things and make sure we're being authentic authentic with the kids in the group and like you said like not making them do it right that's kind of that just makes me feel icky like come over here and stop what you're doing and then come tell me how smart you are (laughs) now I will say that like when I get frustrated it's usually like in our gross motor room where you know you can run around and everybody's just like I mean it becomes mayhem you guys like they just the boys are like tackling each other on these drugs and I'm like all right take a we're taking a breath we all like, I need to breathe. And that's what yeah. I'll tell them too. It's like, I try to be open and be like, I need to breathe. And then that's when we'll do the empowering. And I, I don't force anybody to do it. I can tell you there's like three or four boys who are like, ah, and run away. Like we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. But uh, there's a gist that are like, oh yeah, I love this. I'm going to do this. But when it's like again, modeling, it goes, you're modeling that for them. Right. Yes, Even if they're not participating. I feel like though, that also goes into like, so social emotional, like we're model for me, I'm modeling what happens when I reach my stress. Like that's Mm -hmm. my big thing right now in my classroom is modeling how I want these children to cope, what I want them to take on and to the next room, you know, and so forth. It's the foundational blocks. So I feel like that's where you're right. It is modeling. That's where we're going into that. That's why I started Mm -hmm. it. So when they, I'm not there, like, you know, and something's happening, they can take, okay, I'm going to take a breath and yeah. I'm going to be kind today. I think that's like my ideal behind it is, you know, I, I think, sorry, sorry. I just think you're, you're making me think of something. You hit the nail on the head as far as like, you're in that moment and that's why you're using this because that's the most authentic time to use it is not necessarily like at circle time, we're going to do affirmations every day. It's like the most effective way might be to weave in those affirmations and those positive ideas and things we want to model and emulate when it, when it matters most. Right. So it's like, if I want my students who my kiddo, who maybe is a little more fearful to start doing things that are hard or scary, I'm, I think it'll be more effective if in the moment when she doesn't want to go down the hill, if that's the time when we say, you know, let's say together, I am brave. I can do hard things. Like that is more effective, I think, just from my mm-hmm. own personal experience than just doing it like as a group whenever. And so I think right. it's it's important that you're, you know, you're noticing that you're doing it when you feel like it's it's called for and not just like we're all gonna sit at the lunch table and say these affirmations together. So right. but 
don't think I put that together until you brought that up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just yeah. something I was doing. I Jeff, do you want to chime in? Yeah. <laughs> so if these kids are in your, they're, 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 they're enjoying themselves, big body activity, they're beating yes. the crap out of each other and they're having a great time and you're getting stressed and then everybody has to stop. How's that work? Can't you just go over in the corner and do your affirmation by yourself as I can live through this or whatever it is right. with, without right. interrupting them? I guess um, typically, so here's the problem is I, like right now I have a little boy that's headbutting my smallest kid in his sure. nose. And so that those are the moments where I'm like, ah, you know, like, what did he do to you? He just looked at you. He's tiny. He's not playing the game. And that's when it's like, okay. And like I said, I'm not making them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's come here guys. Let's, let's feel good about ourselves in this moment. Like we'll have the talk of, um, was that nice? No, it's not nice. What can we do? That is nice. How can, and I don't, I don't believe in making kids say, sorry, I want an authentic apology. So, um, instead it's what can we do that would make him feel better? What, what's something you think would make little Johnny feel better? And then we'll sit through that, but it's like, okay, I had that few minutes to do that. But in the time that that, that I'm dealing with this one situation, I have two other groups of boys that are doing these big body activities and I have three other boys that are crying. And that's when I'm like, okay, all of us are crying right now. All of us are feeling really busy. So let's, we need to give our hands a break and we need to take a breath. And just typically when I'm taking the breath is when I do the affirmation, because that's what I guess feels good to me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to model a positive behavior for them and the moment of taking their breath, because mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's easy for a child to just stop, you know, like, no, I don't, it, it's fine, but I want to show you that when you're feeling these big feelings, when, you know, George felt like he needed to headbutt Johnny, okay, instead of doing that, let's stop and take a breath, and then we can talk about, like, I want to be a nice friend today, okay, that, that's my affirmation, that's what I want to do, I want to be nice today, I don't want it to be, like, um, you know, brave, yes, I have a few kids who have fear, like, let's be brave, but, right. I, like I said, it's not the whole group always. That's just like in the just of the moment when I feel like I am I don't have backup and I have all these kids crying and I just I don't You're know. You're alone, right? Do. You're alone in the uh, classroom. Um, I have a co-teacher, but right now my level of experience and my co-teacher's level of experience is very different. I have somebody that has just entered the field. And so you're essentially alone. <laughs> I, I'm like trying that. to teach the best that I can, but there are times where I get overwhelmed. I'm human, you know? Yeah, I, for it's, sure. Sometimes it's hard to be the teacher to the adult as well. Um, how and, does your program feel about big body play? Like you said, you have a gross motor room. So which I, awesome, but like, what do yes. they feel? Well, how would they feel if you pulled out like a mat, like a wrestling mat and, and let so, the kids that's what I've been talking to the owner about. Um, we've kind of other things have been going on in the center. So they're actually out of town right now, but we were discussing getting like a nice padded mat where they can wrestle um, mm -hmm. because I love the idea too. And I think Jeff, it was your idea that I heard of setting off up a soft area in the room for the boys to have these big body movements, but I have a very tiny room um, and I, I'm not sure where I can put that extra space to make it safe for them. There's just too many shelves, you know? So yeah. I, 
that is a discussion that we've been having about how to set it up. Um, I just went to another training where uh, they mentioned like setting up a busy work wall. So I'm looking into that for them now too, but until I can get those things ready, this is, and like I said, this isn't an everyday. It's not every day. I'm like, you guys stop. We need to do this. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no judgment here. I think it's just nice to, you know, unpack things because we're yes. like, when you're in a classroom, you're, you're making decisions. Like, you know, you're not, you sometimes aren't even thinking about it because you're, you know, like you said, sometimes you're in like that mode where you just want to make sure everybody is like safe. Right. right? It's like, like the fight or flight goal. mode, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, that you have, you having a lot of boys. Um, I've been there. I had a, I had a, a director who would always put the a high energy, more challenging quote unquote kids in my room because I could handle it. Right. But then it's like, okay, but like, there's kind of an imbalance here as far yes. as like personalities and energy level and stuff like that. But yeah, so I had a small classroom and uh, I don't know if this would work for you. I have not seen your space, but we had a mat that we would, I would pull down from the shelf. And so we had a block area that if they, it was basically like the kids could choose. It was the block area at that moment, or it could, they could have the, the wrestling mat out. Right. Okay. And sometimes there'd be disagreements. Like I really want to do blocks, but if there was one kid who really wanted to do blocks, maybe they could take their blocks over to the, table. the dramatic play area that wasn't being used or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so it, it was the kids knew that they could ask for the mat and they knew where it was. Right. Like they, they couldn't access it, but I, I had it kept up on top of like this hanging shelf. And yeah, so they would ask for it. I would pull it down. We would make sure there was enough space. We would ask who wanted to participate. We would make a list, you know, and then I would sit right there and I made sure that where we set it up was kind of like in the center of the room so that I could sit there even when I was by myself and supervise kind of everybody and, mm -hmm. and still supervise the, the wrestling, the wrestling kids. And that really, really, really worked out for my group. That's what I did a lot before I started taking them on hikes every day. And that right. was really helpful for me. And I, did, I, we used the wrestling mat a lot less, honestly, after we started going hiking every day. So and that's see, something to do. These are behaviors I've noticed more when like the weather's been like super freezing cold um, and we haven't gotten to go outside as much as we would like to. We haven't gotten the fresh air as much as we would like to. So that's not a bad idea, but it it's just right now there's been, and I don't know, it's, it's an excuse, but there's just been a lot going on. And I've just kind of like, I'm taking a little at a time and they've That's added the sure. boys like a little at a time. So you don't real. this has become one of those issues that like, I didn't realize was an issue until it was an issue. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like it just, yeah, I think we're always little, like looking, looking for ways to improve our practice. And then we, we have like 10 ideas and we're like, which one do I start with first? Yeah. Here, here's an idea for you. You need a, you need a playground Turkey. <laughs> Chase it's the a, kids up the tree. Yeah. A turkey, <laughs> I won't a turkey. be out on the playground, you guys. <laughs> but those, those, those three, those three really aggressive boys that you have, um, team them up against the turkey and then and then the, the, then the, the little one isn't getting punched in the nose because the kid that was doing the punch and it being being treated by a turkey i think that it solved I, the problem i would almost feel bad for the turkey <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny um jeff and i uh, the only reason i ever reached out to him like person to person besides just listening to the pod 
was because I had, I had my, I had 12 kids and nine of those 12 were boys and they were all very much big body playboys. They were into like zombies and like death and all kinds of really cool stuff. And they were having so many issues on the playground with like weapons play and uh, excluding each other and things like that. And so that was, he gave me a lot of good advice as far as like managing their feelings and desires to play with each other. And I just think it's really interesting that so often on this podcast, we're talking about how to help boys, you know, be successful in early childhood programs. Yes. Very interesting to me that it's all kind of come full circle here. <laughs> no, it's not. I've met plenty of rough and tumble girls. Oh, for sure. But I just it, think in, but a lot in of general, time, we, we talk about, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of, of behavioral issues that really aren't behavioral issues. It, it's the teacher's behavior. that's the issue. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, that's one of my big things about early childhood is I feel like to work in this field, to be successful in this field, you have to have an open mind and you have to be open to growth and open to trying new things. Because um, I think a couple, a couple of years ago, it was one of my first trainings was with Jeff um, and it was during COVID. So it was Zoom, but you had said something about nail, nail hammers and nails. Mm-hmm. And I remember going back into work and going up to my boss and being like, he's insane. I am not handing these three-year-olds a hammer. Like, no, I I don't know what he's talking about. But fast forward like six months, um, because I'm always at the our farm stores out here. They have um, giant styrofoam blocks because they pack them to ship things, like to keep them safe. And they had a whole, um, I don't know what it's called, plat of them I don't know yeah but there was probably 24 a, stack a of bunch 24. of them. <laughs> and the guy at the register thought I was insane because I was like hey um how much for those and he was like for the styrofoam box I was like yeah I uh I teach pre-k and I just how much and he was like you can just have them let me talk to my manager but I'm pretty sure you can just have them and my poor father-in-law is like are you kidding me right now and I'm like no put that with the chickens like because <laughs> you know if I go to the farm store I'm getting chickens um so anyways, I ended up, we had, we duct taped all of them and then gave mm-hmm. them golf tees and a hammer. And all I can think was six months ago, I thought this was insane. <laughs> Maybe I'm insane because here I am now I'm doing it, but it was successful under supervision. And I've also become a teacher, I believe who, you know, you learn from, you learn from whatever, if you hammered your finger, ouch, I'll get you an ice yep. pack. Don't yes. put your finger there again. So have you, have you moved on to real nails and real boards yet? With my son, yes. Um, we have not, I, I don't know that uh, my bosses would be open to real yeah. nails and real boards. I, I feel like that's a limitation, but I did do it at home personally. Um, my husband is a jack of all trades. He's actually an electrician, but we own a lot of properties. So he's constantly building. Um, he built my mother-in-law's house that they live in now, like, constantly doing that type of work he's building things for me um so we I would steal his scraps nice and like some nails and Sebastian would get mad and I'm like you you're mad bro here you go here's a hammer here's some nails and then he's so busy concentrating and focusing 
on hammering, he doesn't remember necessarily that he's angry. You know, his yeah. brain goes back to a place where we can have a discussion about like, this is ABC happened. And, you know, I saw your anger. Well, yeah. But- I mean, that goes back to brain states. Like if he was in his like midbrain or his lower brain state and being able yes. to get that energy out, it literally it's brain science. It, it pulls you into your frontal cortex to be able to be in your executive state, to be able to problem solve and, and, and talk about things. That's why so often we, you know, we try to talk to kids when they're tantruming and they just it's impossible. don't want to hear it because they no. literally cannot. Right. So I guess, Jeff, I have you to thank for that. There's also, um, if you add me on Facebook, I got a lot of clout for letting him use a handsaw on styrofoam while I was supervising. I was right there, but, um, that was this past summer. A lot of people were upset with me like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, no, he's fine. He's, and if he gets stitches, he gets stitches. Like it's not the end of his life. I, I'm upset know? that it was, I'm upset it was styrofoam. That's not good for the environment. It should be a real board. <laughs> well, it, it re- was only styrofoam because at the house my husband was working at, that's what they let him use. Sure, sure. I, I, yeah, yeah. You like, know I'm going to pretend to be daddy. Rachel, <laughs> in your program, they might allow, I've gotten these um, approved by, I kind of had a stingier director in years past and she allowed us to do hammering with real nails on cork so it was still like a natural material and they were just like the penny nails so they weren't super super sharp and they weren't super thick and she just said as long as they have like a small head on them because some penny nails you know they don't have a head on them at all right Um, but some have like a little a small head and then you can get those little like wooden hammers and we did it, we did it like that. And so they still were able to have like that, that metal nail in their hand and, you know, a, a hammer yeah. and something that wasn't, I mean, it wasn't wood, but it was, it was enough. It gave enough of a resistance, right? The court right. Gave right now so, we're getting by with golf tees. They've been, they've let, allowed us to do golf tees, which is, yeah, been, that's awesome. Yeah, just start sneak stuff in. Hey, listeners, <laughs> if you're looking for uh tool use ideas with kids, go to playvolutionhq.com slash DIY. I've got some articles there about setting up a sawing station or a hammering station or a chiseling station and stuff like that. If you're wondering how to do it. Um, if you're doing the sawing thing, one of the big things is, uh, is setting it up in an area without a lot of visual distractions. Cause you want your, you want your eyeball on where the saw blade is when you're sawing and not on what's happening on the other side of the playground. Um, let's let's pull us back to affirmations a little bit. I got a couple yeah. of questions before we wrap it yeah. up. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not opposed to this. Um, and I think I think for caregivers, um, for themselves, if you're having a hard day or trying to make your make it make it through make it through a morning with that kid or whatever it is, I think this can be really helpful. I, for, for me, it gets kind of, uh, I, you, you, Rebecca, you said culty earlier. I think that's what it gets for me when, when you're trying to pass on a affirmation to another human being, like, I think this would be good for you. Um, that, that seems a, a that, that seems uncomfortable for me, but I, I, I totally get it. Um, I, I, I could see it being used in certain situations, but but my question is, if if you want to help kids be be brave or or friendly or strong or or whatever it is, why why not instead of the words move to to the actions and the direct experiences? So why not do both? That's what I was just going to say. Um, I think it's, 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 it's well. Uh, sorry. So 
I'm sorry. This is one of my big things for me personally. Um, sure. There's, I'm sure you know of her, Brene Brown. Have you, she I've heard has her, yeah. mm-hmm. a podcast. I read a lot of her information and something that she talks about is when you can properly label things, it gives you this power. So it give, it empowers you in your own way. So if they have that tool that they need to be brave, let's give them that word. Let's give them that affirmation, but also give them the physical actions to do it as well. There's nothing saying that you can't do that, you know? Okay, because we, 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 we're 35 minutes into this and, and doing the actual thing of being brave or being, that, we, that hadn't come up. And so that's why I was wondering. Well, yeah, we were, no, as I, I was just, saying in the middle, in, we were talking about using it when it's most relevant, right? Okay. So it's like when that kid is having a hard time going down the hill, you know, or making that scary decision to, to take initiative on something, that's a time when you can say, you know, remember, you can do hard things, you know, and, and just reminding them of those things that, that we're, we're trying to build that self-confidence sure. or that desire, like there's kids who they really want to be friendly children. They just have impulse control issues. Right. And so well, it's like having that pause in a relevant moment to be able to like, Hey, let's remember that thing we've talked about, right? You know, you are a friendly kid and you want to be kind to Jason because he's your best friend, right? And so it's like bringing them back in that, in those moments of, of, okay, this is really what I want. You know, I do want to go down this hill. I do want to be a friendly person. And, and I think it's, it's a good skill to, to teach of like that pause, and, and it, 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 you can draw on it on your own in the future. So I've experienced that with a child that I nanny. She's a more fearful child. She's just slow to warm up kind of person. If something's a little tricky, she's like, not for me. And so I've, you know, talked to her about how she can be brave and how you can be scared and still be brave because mm-hmm. you're, you're still doing the hard thing, even if you're feeling scared and how she can do tricky things, you can do hard things. And I hear her when she's on her bike or when she's going down like steep stairs, I hear her saying it under her breath, I can do this, I can do tricky things. And so there's value in it, I think, like you said, Jeff, in the moment where the thing is happening, not just like, let's just say it for whatever reason, because it's Tuesday and we're gonna talk about bravery on Tuesday or kindness on Wednesday or whatever. Can we also say that there's kind of like, it could go with the learning style too. Maybe for one child hearing the words, you are brave, will click with them. Whereas another child, it's actions. I feel like also that that should be like a note that's taken into it too. Like, are you an auditory learner or are you a hands-on visual, you know, the different learning styles? So I think personalities too, right? Like we just pick yeah. up on certain things. Some, we take on to certain things more than some people like to journal. Some people never do that. You know, they have different ways to, to cope. And so I think it's just a tool that we can offer. Like Jeff, you always say like bumping into learning, right? Yeah. So I think we can model these affirmations. We can say them in relevant moments and then it gives them the opportunity to bump into those things so that they can then take that on, on their own you know, or don't, or not. Uh-huh. It's, it's another tool in their toolbox. Right. Okay, I, I get that. I was scared this was going to be all culty. Um, no. Okay. I get that. Um, both you get, you go, you both are two remember, too young to remember Stuart Smalley, right. From Saturday Night Live. 
I don't remember him though. I know who he <laughs> is, but I did not. I no, I didn't yeah. watch Siren. Yeah, Life. played by uh, former former senator. What's his name? Uh, former senator. What's his name from California? Um, he would. He would. He would. He in his skits, he'd say, "I'm good enough." I'm smart, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Um, <laughs> I but he wasn't. Remember that he wasn't good enough, smart enough, and nobody liked him. Um, <laughs> hey, before we wrap this up, I want to also put this out into the ether. Um, I have never listened to a Snoop Dogg song. I don't think I've ever, ever in my life heard oh, a Snoop Dogg song. Well, listen, uh, check out maybe Snoop Lion before you check out. I I started Snoop Dogg in his reggae phase and it was snoop lion and i was like okay okay and because yeah I don't i'm know. from california and i've been listening to snoop dogg since i was in the womb so okay. <laughs> i mean it's, yeah it's, it's everywhere here culturally it's, uh, it's from my dad's side of the family i feel like they all listen to snoop dogg so yeah. well i'm just culturally You're illiterate, behind the so. times there this is my plug for west coast music everybody yeah listen to it <laughs> hey hey listeners listeners if you want to listen to some really good music check out uh kingfish ingram this has been the child care barn grill podcast back soon bye-bye oh hey listen bye. i gotta, I gotta throw a warning yeah. out there um hey pam listener pam uh the next time you see a, a episode after this one come up in the feed the th three of us together there's gonna be some poop talk i've got a we got a little bit of poop discussion i gotta have with these two back soon bye-bye <laughs> Bye. Bye. I was waiting for that. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.